We represent you. Attack the short side again. Tupou away. Tedesco pulled it in. This time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Joseph Manu, a try that only Manu could score. Rooster! 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 Well, Roosters fans, round 12 up at Central Coast Stadium and another great week to be a Rooster. Blooded some new Roosters, saw some great tries, and in Joey Manu, we wondered and marvelled. Silky and Bells, what a weekend. Our boys just keep getting turning up and getting better. Welcome to Roosters Radio. Firstly, Bells, how did you see it? Yes, it was a great game. Uh, the boys up there on the Central Coast, God's country up that way, but um, great game of football. I was a little bit worried in the beginning, 10-0 down we were, um, but we came back and so courageous. Silky, what did you think? Love the game. I, I was with you, Bells. 10-0 uh, down, Teddy goes off. I thought, oh, this could be a rough night at the office. Look, our record up at Central Coast hasn't been that flash either, so uh, it was great to get the win, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of the performances, but for mine, Joey Manu, wow, unbelievable. He was fantastic, and you know, Teddy goes off with that hip pointer, which they say is really, really painful, but uh, not too bad structurally. Uh, that did put a you know, bit of fear amongst our, our roosters, but uh, you know, And bloody... the state of origin coach. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> they would have been biting their fingernails. Bells, you live up there, uh, it's a beautiful part of the world, as you said. What a great stadium to watch football at and really good for our fans. It's a great stadium. You're very close to the game. Um, anywhere you sit in the stadium, you get a great view of the field and it's on the water there up at Gosford and we had 10,000 there on Which Saturday night, so it was fantastic. Huge following. Don't forget, we've got a lot of junior roosters on the Central yeah. Coast that we've uh, you know aligned ourselves with and uh, you know big, big fan base. I know a lot of those uh, supporters were from the Butcher family. There's some great photos on social media. Of course, uh, Egan Butcher making his long-awaited debut. Yeah. It was great to see his family and friends and you know all his friends from down Maroubra Way and the like uh, head on up the F1 to uh, watch him make his debut. And I thought he had, and I thought he held himself to good account. I thought he had some tough carries. Played well when he was on the field. Four hit-ups. He played for about 15 minutes. Yep. Four hit-ups. He made about over 42 run metres. So great debut. You couldn't ask for anything more. And a good and smack on the chops. On well, the he's way. only yeah. 21. First hit-up. First hit-up. <laughs> bleeding nose. <laughs> I, what I love is the patience. You know, Egan Butcher is well known around these this, this area, the eastern suburbs, as, you know, a great young talent, um, you know, schoolboys, um, you know, rep sides, all that stuff. He's been in that first grade side for two to three years yeah. and finally debuts. And I love the patience and I love the fact that he obviously believes in where we're headed in, in Coach Robinson. A lot of players, you know, he could have been offered, uh, and he, I'm sure he has had offers from other clubs because he's a good player. He makes his debut. You see his family there. It's a beautiful night for the, the Butchers and congratulations. One of our favourite roosters, Nat, who always comes on. Yeah. What a great moment for him. You know, yeah, to, have to your, share it with your brother. Have your younger brother. They're very close and, uh, you know, good on him. Bells, I've got to ask you, I mean, another one of the standout performances was, of course, Jared Wayra Hargraves played the 80 minutes, wow. played tough, led from the front. Uh, I'm sure you've got the numbers, but uh, what a pleasure to watch. Most tackles, he topped the tackle count over 34, and most run metres as well, over 230 run metres. Outstanding. He's for his a forward. Stalling best. Yeah, for a forward to make that many run metres, it's... That's wow. leadership. Yeah. That's what and it was. full 80 minutes. Played yeah. full 80 minutes. I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh, one of our listeners up there at uh, 
Palm Beach, uh, Corey Gill, who you know, Silky Grove, Mad Rooster, and a, and a good judge. He always sends me during the game his thoughts, and he always says to me, and like it's it's thoughtful, yeah, deep, deep, insightful Rooster thoughts. And I, I love Gillian. He's a he's a good footy judge. He won a bad player either. He says to me maybe six weeks ago, when Hargrave starts, we go better. Mm-hmm. And he's been saying it all the time. And you saw on Saturday night, he's right. I think Jared's got to start up front. The boys get so much confidence out of him. Siwa seems to enjoy it more. It just seems we're so solid. Well, Siwa ran for over 200 metres as well, but I think that was due to the fact that we lost Isaac Lou with that uh, pretty yeah. heavy head yeah, knock. Yeah, eye injury. So mm. they had to, we had to play um, an extra middle for, for longer. But, I mean, I spoke to Jared Hargrave's uh, the preseason launch, and the first thing I noticed and commented on was how light he was. He said, "Yeah, mate." He said, "With these new rules, he said you just got to be fitter and more mobile." But you know, he was still doing those tough carries in the seventy-eighth minute. So, uh, hats off to him. One of the, I think one of his best performances in a red, white, and blue jumper. Silky, your old man used to uh, clean up at HQ uh, in the old days at Allianz Stadium, and we used to sometimes go in in the morning. And Jared will be in there with the younger Roosters training. And I've got to tell you something, mate, it is like watching a competition, like a serious bodybuilding or, you know, aerobic competition. It's unbelievable. CrossFit, he just trains so hard. So you can see he puts the effort in and he puts it out on the field. He leaves nothing out there. All right, moving on, Manu. What a what wow. do you say? Wow. wow. <laughs> Gus Gould says it. Wow. <laughs> we said the same thing. Wow. Yeah, wow. His touches. Like that, that kick, scoring off his own kick. That was like Steve Gearan-esque from uh, the <laughs> 1980 grand final. You know what it was like? It was kind of like he forgot he was playing NRL against the Raiders and thought, oh, you know, these are my mates and I'm just going to kick the ball in the air and see what happens. It was just, you know it was really interesting? So casual. They interviewed him after the match on Fox and he just said, well, Robbo just told me to go out there and play footy. And on that point, we should mention that uh, we'll be speaking to the coach a little bit later on the show. Can't oh, wait for that. Looking forward to it. We've booked him in a long, uh, long time ago and uh, tell you what, He's great to have. So there's discussions, obviously, going around. Manu, 5'8", do we keep him there? No, I don't think so. It may work for a couple of weeks, but I, just my humble opinion, I reckon he – it'll be interesting to hear what Robbo says. I reckon what they'll probably do is try to find a way to get Joey Manu more touches of the football mm. in the centre role. So in a roving kind of role. So I'm not, I, I think that's how they should play. Maybe Joey gets more touches. Because remember this, when Victor comes back, he plays like a 5'8". Teddy plays fullback like a 5'8". We don't want too many number sixes in there. So that's the method to my madness. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind if he's there, Bells, because I think we're still bringing Lockie Lamb along. I mean, Lockie Lamb's a bit of an experienced player. But i got to tell you, once uh, and Sammy Walker, like he's back in and, and you know, he's, the, he's the chosen half. You can tell already, but he's got to develop. So I think maybe for this year while Kiri's out, not, it's not a long-term play, so I'm kind of there with Silky, but for this year, I think it's actually a good one. What do you think, Bells? Well, it's a good option to have to put in there, isn't it? So you're, you know, you rest Sam Walker. What an option to have to put Mano in at 5'8". Like his flair on Saturday night was amazing. So it's fair to say Joey Mano's a problem, but a great problem. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, the other one we need to talk about, young Joseph Sawali, some deft touches, scored a try. It was good to watch. Moves like a wild cat on National Geographic. Just the hip movement and just wow, the visuals there. Outstanding. Well, mate, like a cheetah. He's like a cheetah. You know, he got that ball and oh, cheetah Sawali. <laughs> <laughs> well, could be, mate. I tell you what, the way he got that ball slid down that right edge and then no just, look, no look past to Satilli. It was just it had a class and an elegance about it that made you go, ah, that's what they're all talking about. Because I haven't seen 
a lot of Joseph Sawali. I've, I've watched highlights and stuff as a schoolboy, but NRL, that just went, oh my God, this is the real deal. I was impressed by his defense. He did some really good copybook around the legs tackles. So, uh, you know, he held his own in defense, which is important. Well, he hushed all the haters. Like, he made his debut last week. Obviously, didn't have a bad game, but didn't come on, you know, scoring tries yeah. and try assists and whatnot. But this Great week, point. fantastic. Fantastic. I think he's fair to say he just did his job and he didn't overplay. I think Coach Robinson said it in the press conference. He didn't overplay his role. You know, he said that pass, you know, so that even in defence, Silky, he wasn't going for big hits. He wasn't trying to do that. He just, man on man, you know, wanted to Played take with his, patience. Yeah. He yes. Yeah, he did. I also want to give the other old fellow in the other centre a wrap, Josh Morris. He, I thought he had a great game. Yeah. He, he always does. I we know, just expect just, it from him, He's though, just we? so solid. One try, That's two right. try assists. Yeah. Like, what about the honestly, little sneaky try? Both him and Joe Martin. I know. The, the, the <laughs> round the corner over the head. Yeah. Well, they call that the Ferris wheel of the St. George way, I think. He just right. did the old Ferris wheel try. No, they don't. But anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, and then to see Joey Manu actually get that ball and juggle sort of semi-fumble, but like, you know, it's like having a pack of cards in his hand and go, oh, I'll just score, bang. You know, that that's skill. Another one I just want to give a rap to was Satili Tupanua. Scored a try. Yeah. Did some really brutal tough carries. And it, when he runs that ball, geez, he runs it hard. Doesn't we we have some great yeah. second rowers, like the middle. We have a solid, you know, a yeah. solid team there. And you wonder why it took Egan Butcher so long to get into this side. You've got Tupanua. You've got Boyd, who's out at the moment. But one Crichton. of the best second rowers, you've got Crichton. Victor. You've got Nat Butcher coming off the bench, so his yeah. brother. You've got Victor. Like, we've got a great middle pack. I'm a yeah. big fan of his hair, too. I know, Bush, you are. But the uh, Tilly Tupanua hair, just when he gets it out, uh, at the end of the game, he, he's got it in that kind of, I don't know what you well, call it. Well, it's coming to America. But then he just kind of lets it soul out. Glow. It's, it's soul a, glow. It's just a good look. It's just, just got soul, soul and it glows. Yeah. It's just a beautiful hairstyle, and I wish I had it. <laughs> Hey, guys, just away from the footy for a moment. Uh, also good to see that the boys all turned up to North Sydney Oval on Sunday to chair on the Mighty Bears. Sure was, mate. They uh, had a nice little lunch at Olive and Oak up there, courtesy of uh, Paul Grazanka and the team, and got a bit of team bonding. Uh, bus straight out to North Sydney, which is really, really nice for our reserve grade Couple side. of froffies. Yeah, a few beers, and, and they got some time off, which I think at this time of year, they'll just get to get away and not be footballers for 10 days. So, uh, you know. Leave them alone on Twitter and Facebook and direct messages and whatever you do. Just, you know, let them be. Well, it's great for those young boys in that North Sydney Bears side to get the support yeah. of, of the of people course. that you idolise, you know, at, at some point growing up in well, playing worked. football. They got the cash. Mm. So, you know. They, they did get the cash. Worked. Speaking of getting cash, got to give your uh, mob a bit of a wrap. Bondi United A grade, mate. Up against it yesterday, 12 men. Great to see. Nice 11. Sort of, oh, 11 men, yeah, true. And, uh, you know, up against it and they played uh, up against Ride and they, they got the cash. A bit of a wrap for your old club, Silky. Yeah, good to see, mate. Good to see the mighty Terrans just kicking over. Well, you're on Roosters Radio, and when we come back, the man of the moment, Trent Robinson. <laughs> Roosters fans, when you talk leadership at our club, you don't get any higher than this. Silky Bells, we've been uh, we've been fortunate enough every year to get so much uh, you know attention and joy from from our head coach. And again, he's graced us with his presence today on his week off, just to show you the type of character that he is and why he is so loved at our club and why. We continue to have a statue of him in here. Of course, it's a naked one. And Silky, you have the uh, the honour of polishing that statue and do a great job. I certainly do. You do. And uh, we will continue to have that and we'll put it out in the sun for the birds to enjoy the great yeah. view. Would you please welcome to Roosters Radio, the one, the only, Trent Robinson. Robbo, you're with us. Guys, how are we? Really good, Robbo. Very well, thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me on again. Looking forward to it, as always. Mate, thank you. And uh, just we might kick off by letting the fans know that, uh, you know, 
you're probably at some echo retreat uh, doing some Zen or some masterful thinking like the monks do where you're not allowed to speak for a week and you've got to eat goji berry and uh, hunt wild beast with your hands tied behind your back, um, you know, just to be able to give the players something to do next off-season. You're always trying to improve yourself. We love it. Any new experience, Bush, any new experience is good for you. And thank you for stepping out of your uh, two o'clock yoga to take this interview, mate. <laughs> Now, Robbo, let's talk a bit of footy. We're at the halfway mark of the season. Eight wins, four losses. Keen to get your thoughts and views on the season thus far. And as the son of a school teacher, mate, if you had to give it a grading, where would it sit? So it'd be a uh, B plus for uh, Mr. Cutlow opportunities. But I've, I've actually really loved the first 12 weeks. You know, it's obviously been well documented, the issues that we've had there and the losses that we've had. I didn't expect, you know, Friendly to play sort of 10 minutes and to lose Brett and Lindsay and, and Keary and and then Verrills and, you know, just have all the different things that have happened this year, injury-wise, uh, innocuous things happen, the rules shifting again and then suspensions. It's all been, it's been hard to keep the same, you want continuity, that's how combinations get formed, and we haven't been able to have that, but I've absolutely loved the coaching as well, because we've had to adapt on the run each week, every week's been a big week, and uh, for the most part, I've loved the way that we've played, I think we missed last week against Brisbane, Uh, we missed the first half against South. Uh, and other than that, I've loved uh, the way that we've played our footy. To be eight and twelve, I'd like to be nine and twelve, possibly a ten and twelve there. Um, but I, I reckon we've really instilled uh, a really strong Roosters brand of footy and and attitude to playing. Robbo, as you mentioned, you've loved the year thus far, and obviously it has been well documented on all the injuries and what we've had in our club. However. Has this been your most challenging coaching year to date? Yeah, they start to stack up, Bell. Like they, I start to to sort of lose thought of the first. You always think that you're in the middle of it, whereas we've had really challenging years before. But I've loved this first twelve weeks because it has been um, there's been a lot of drama every single week, and then we're constantly getting a new player into the team, but. The, We've also had uh, variation in the way that we've had to prepare for games. It's been a lot of energy and great fun at the same time. It's really tested the coaching. So if you imagine you go from you got Jake Friend and Luke Keary and Tedesco in your spine, and we decided to bring on uh, one young half through this year, Lockie Lamb and then Sam Walker. We thought that would be good to bring those guys on with Drew. The three guys would play the one position. And we'd have three experienced guys who knew our game. And then all of a sudden you lose that. And then you, you end up with Teddy and you're bringing on three young guys in those positions. Uh, and so that completely shifts the way that you can talk or communicate during the week to more of a really heavy coaching style rather than a management style. And you go back to developing the building blocks for the young halves and spine. Um, but it's been great. 
And just in regards to that, when you speak about the coaching team as a whole, I mean, obviously in Robbo, we trust you're the head coach, but who's been your sounding board the most? Who has shown through for you in that team? Well, you know, as far, I mean, obviously coaching wise, we've got our crew there that we've obviously got Fitzy, Kingy and Kalis, who we talk every single day about all of this stuff. And then uh, Travis Toomer's a really important guy for us about around the physical and emotional state of our team, along with a lot of the other staff. But then on field, this is where it slightly shifted because usually we've had, uh, you know, five captains and five in our playing leadership group. So there's usually around about 10 and four of those are gone for the season, mm. you know, and one Boyd isn't playing. So you're down to five. And so that's where Teddy's really stood up. You know, I've been able to go to Teddy and talk and Teddy's got himself in a place where he can assume the weight of leadership and still play his footy, which is a a really good strength to have. A lot of guys can't handle both. So he's been able to do that. Charabuera Hargrave's been able to go to him quite a bit uh, as well. But then I've also had Brett Morris and Luke Keary come on and help with the coaching as well. They've, they've decided to put their hand up and say, look, I want to I want to help out as well. And I think that's what you've seen. You've seen a really team effort each week on and off the field. Coach, I think one thing that we've all marvelled at and we talked to, a, you know, we're the voice of the fans. Um, we're not the experts. You guys are the experts. But one thing we as Roosters fans are so marvelling at is the debutants. You know, you've debuted seven players this year and, and Adam Kieran as an NRL uh, as a Roosters debut. I mean, Sam Walker, Sawali, Fletcher Baker, Egan Butcher, Daniel Fafita, Benny Marshke, Tuka Havatapalua. They've all come on this year under your leadership, but it's almost like they're so prepared. I mean, it must be something you're really proud of. And what is it you say to them? Obviously, it's not cookie cut. You must be talking to them as individuals, but they've come on as if they've been here forever. Yeah, well, that's the the idea of the way that we try and train is we train in a way where their first game they're just doing um, what they do at training. It's not it's not the step up that often can be assumed. I mean, there is the pressure of the game, but they're ready because they've competed at training. They've come up against the first team every week, and those guys don't hold back. So they've had to run into Wirira Hargraves or Angus Crichton, or they've had to defend Satili Tupanua or Sam Walker or those guys. So they're constantly having to, to come up against them. So when they step on the field, even though it's their first game, I want it to feel like they're 10th. And by the time they play their 20th, I want it to feel like 50. That's the idea of really developing the players through your training. Uh, and all of those guys were, were here during uh, the lockdown last year. They didn't play their games. But all the debuts last year, except for Sawali, they all trained. And they all trained hard and they were all tested through the other guys. So, um, yeah, I've been really proud of the way that they've gone out there and played in their own individual ways. Robo, you just touched on leadership before. and Obviously, the New South Wales team has been announced and, and Teddy has been uh, named the captain. But I think looking at his performances this year, and I think it comes back to his leadership, the challenges that he's had just from the media with the the other players, the Pappenhausens, Tommy Turbo, does he rise to the occasion? This is why Teddy's been so good as a player. And this is why he's developed so well is because 
he's got that individual difference in the way that he plays, but he's also been able to play a unique style, a team style, and then also a leadership style as well. And I've said before, you can give him a lot of information and it doesn't matter. He'll filter it, take the bits that he's needed to play the team game, but he'll still be able to have that lightness to be able to go out and play his game on based on instinct. And so when it comes to the external bit, I'd be silly to say it doesn't play a role, that the challenge of other players coming along, he wants to continually push himself further. But I also don't think it plays a major role. Teddy wants to get the most out of himself. He's not in a race with someone else. It would motivate him a little bit, but his driver is definitely mainly internal. One thing I've picked up, particularly off the back of a couple of these games, Joseph Sawali mentioned it post-match the other week, and I've heard Sam Walker say it, is that they are learning from Teddy. And, and a credit to you because both of them have always said that you're just allowing him to play football. Obviously, you and Teddy are working together, bringing these young blokes on. So this is a bit, a bit about coaching. I think when we go into coaching, everybody feels like, especially coaches that weren't great players as well, or, or even if you were, people see coaching as a really controlling role. You feel like, oh, I'm going to get my hands on a team. I'm going to really control them. and I'm going to mould them in my the way that I want them to play. And there's a bit of strangling that can go on when people start coaching. And I feel like the more you coach, the more you realise that your job's to combine a team, to put a, a platform there for everybody to play. But then also, so everyone has to adhere to that. So there is a bit of coaching around that. But then you, are, you need to allow their personalities to perform. You know, there's uniqueness in all of us and there's no difference on a footy field. So I think that's the art of coaching. How do you get players to conform to a style of play? And then how does their personalities perform in and around that style of play so uh, their individual strengths can come out? And that's, you know, that's not easy to do. We keep, we get it right and we get it wrong. But I feel like the more a coach, the more that's the art of coaching. Coach, uh, speaking of leadership and, and, and coaching, one player that, You've had such a strong relationship and one of the fans love is, you know, our captain, Boyd Cordner, he's uh, due to come back shortly. Can we get an update on Boyd? Yep. And uh, it must be exciting for you to be able to have a leader like him come back into this amazing team. Yeah, to have a voice like Boyd is it's unique. You know, that he's such a leader. He's such a, um, uh, you know, a man's man and, and we miss him. He's been training well with us, um, so it's been good to have him back in and training against us. I don't think he'll get Gold Coast or Penrith. And then I'd like him to be ready post the second buy. I think it might be post State of Origin 2. Uh, I feel like he'll be ready to get going around about then. Is he back training with the squad yet, Robert? Yep. Yeah, so he's back training with the squad. Um, so that's been happening over the last few weeks. Again, we took our time, so we don't want to rush it. So we want to get a lot of training time with against the team in all different situations. Yeah, we don't want to rush it too uh, too quickly. And just on his leadership, how important has he been around the 17 to 18-year-olds for you, like Sam Walker and Sawali? How has he been with the young boys? Yeah, so that's the first thing was it was important for him to get separation. So the first thing was was to give up on the leadership 
fit to start with, just to allow him time to get himself ready. And then it was to come back in as Boyd Cordner. And then the last, he's been very vocal uh, for us in, in meetings because the thing with our coaching is we've had to actually try and pass on game experience. So that our, a lot of our video sessions, I think, as I said at the start, has shifted slightly. Mm. We've, we've been able to go to like a lot more um, educational coaching. And so Boyd's been a part of that. And he's passed on a lot of his experience in difficult situations about how to handle certain games. So he's been, his voice is growing back to being our captain again. So that, that was a part of him being able to develop that individual needs to start with. And now the captain's about to, about to return. Hey, Robbo, how do you coach Joey Manu? I mean, I think, Two of his best performances this year was when he was at fullback the other week, and obviously he had an absolute blinder there on uh, Saturday night. It's a good problem to have. He's, he, he, he can play anywhere, can't he? Yeah, he can. He can. He's uh, when we say anywhere, Silk. Let, let's say <laughs> in center, the back line, <laughs> fullback. Yeah, Joey in the back row would be. Uh, would I reckon be he could do a job for okay. you. He he definitely could. I'll never back Joey out. But he's um wonderful to coach. Just and someone's really confident but doesn't have an ego. But they're really their their self analysis is really good. You know, so he wants to get the most out of himself because he's a confident guy in his ability and he's driven, but his ego he doesn't have a strong ego, so therefore when he says I need to do this or that or when you ask him something, it's just it gets right to the core of him, so he's really easy to coach. Yeah. And then it's it's a bit like I was saying before, you don't want to box Joey in. Here's the team principles, apply them to your game, but then just go out and do what you want. You know, and, and I think you can see he feels the freedom to go out and do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And my role is to work out how to do that more and more in the centre position. It's a good question to have because he will go back to centre at some point. And then the question is, is how how are we going to bring out or offer those opportunities more from the centre? So, yeah, that's on me. Coach, we've got uh, a bye this weekend. Uh, it's obviously come at a good time for many different reasons, but a bit of time for you to get away and, and do some thinking and work those problems out. Will you relax or will you continue to uh, just, you know, keep the pen and paper out and, and think all things roosters? Uh, both. I think that's the best thing about getting away and relaxing is you get your best thoughts during that time. So I'll head away, won't walk into the office for the week, but I'll take my computer and my book and um, when that stuff comes up, you work on it. But when you get a bit of distance is when you get your best thoughts. So, yeah, I need uh, need both. Well, Coach, after the break, we come back with three really tough games, Titans, Panthers, Storm, and uh, two of the top teams. Talk us through it. Yeah, it's good. As I said, I feel like we've done really well at the, the start of the year uh, and we haven't nailed the top teams yet. So um, we've had some really good games uh, against them, but it's our job to keep improving. I think with the age of our squad, with some of the key positions, uh, we need to make every week's learning like it's two weeks learning and we want to really progress quickly on those teams. And so we get those opportunities early on when we when we come back to play them as well. So uh, 
yeah, looking forward to yeah, keep attacking the season after a break. Robbo, as you go on your weekly sabbatical, just curious to know, uh, what are you reading at the moment? You mentioned a book there before. I'm actually, I just put it on, Sapiens. Ah, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm into that, but I'm audio booking it at the moment. Yeah, I, just, I love them. Um, with, with the drive. So, yeah, I've just, I'm about a few chapters into Sapiens, so I'm looking forward to that on a drive. Well, next time we catch up, mate, we'll have to share uh, books on on Audible because I'm a, Huge fan of the uh, the platform. You are. Yeah, to be. Uh, yeah, it's very handy. Well, coach, we asked you for ten minutes. You're giving us twenty. You asked us for a hundred bucks. We gave you fifty. I mean, this is a great <laughs> relationship. Long may it continue. Your access is unbelievable. Your leadership is great. If the fans don't tell you enough, me, Bells and Silky, will we love you? Bells says it best, mate. There's t-shirts coming out in Robo Retrust. We possibly looking at starting an alternate religion. You win another couple, it's a guaranteed. <laughs> There's a little bit of pressure there, but you go away and have a think about that on your holiday and come back to us, eh? <laughs> Love it, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for your time, Robbo. Thanks, mate. Thanks so All much right. for your time, Coach. Thanks, have really a great week it. off. I will. Robbo to win. <laughs> well done. There you go, guys. Well, you can't beat access like that, can you? And it's always got time. It's yep. always got not only that, the thoughtfulness of his answers. I mean, one thing, you know, we talk about modelling, so we do it in our own business. We model Radio Hub and Fit Services to someone on what we see at the Roosters because I think there's real stability, strong leadership, and I think you can take a hell of a lot away. And there's, you know, sport and business and life mimics it. And God, he's impressive. Look, we always plan our shows uh, some weeks better than others, but whenever we have Robbo on, we always spend a bit of time because we want to ask those deeper thinking questions because yeah. he's. He's such a critical thinker. Like we actually try and strategize where can we get the best out of him. And look, I could listen to Robbo all day. I'm just astounded by the, the insights we get with him. What I love about that, sorry, you have all these questions for him and he actually answers them all in that first <laughs> yeah. question because he's just yes. so knowledgeable and he actually wants to give you so much. Yeah. So he's just so easy to talk to. And I think you see it in the press conferences. One thing I picked up from Saturday night is I think someone's had a word to, to Ricky Stewart and this is, you know, one of those things. Ricky's a different style. He's very abrasive in his press conference, very defensive, if you will. Mm. Trent comes out after Brisbane and, and listen, it wasn't our best game. And he's the same, mate. The, the, the heart rate monitor on him would just be, we'd call it flatline. There's no peaks and troughs mm. on it. It's just, yep, it's accountability. And I think the fans really enjoy that. And to get that sort of insight for Roosters fans, well, you heard it there. Well, we know his phone's going to be off as he goes into his week of... Uh Deep breathing, ice baths and uh, lentils and legumes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, don't forget the uh, hot Bikram yoga. He's right into uh, that sort of stuff. And he's on a constant quest to learn. The one yeah. thing I like, you know, listening to the book, and Suki, you're a big audio book man. We know that. You're always trying to self-improve yourself. It's great to hear. He's, he's listening to Sapiens. So no doubt a lot of our Roosters fans will say, what's that? And get onto it and good on him. Namaste. You're on Roosters Radio, Silky Bush and Bells. Now, don't forget, round 14, Roosters taking on the Titans up there on the Gold Coast. And at 2 o'clock, Silky Bush and Bells will be hosting a couple of old Roosters, a couple of retro Roosters, in fact. But we've also got a big announcement this week. We can officially announce that joining us there on Saturday, the 12th of June, will be none other than Victor Radley and Lindsay Collins. So make sure you head on down to uh, East. That's where all the action is going to be Saturday, June 12th. Yeah, well, it sounds like a good afternoon up there, Silky. I've got to tell you something, I wouldn't mind a bit of a spot or a table for myself. Uh, you know, I know a couple of the bikes, Trevor Patterson, Paul Dunn. I mean, I wrote some articles in my time. It looks like a good afternoon. I wouldn't mind getting a couple of free tickets. Buzz off, Buzz. 
Welcome back to Roosters Radio on Bush and Bells. No football this weekend, but we've got State of Origin next week. Obviously, Teddy being announced as the captain. How do you see it? Yes, State of Origin. We absolutely love the game. Congratulations to Teddy for making it, uh, you know, New South Wales captain. That's that's a great honour to be able to run those blues out on the field that night. And, you know, he's such a great leader, as Robert alluded to earlier. But uh, how I see it, look, you can never put Queensland down. Last year they were the worst fielded team, you know, they were never going to make it and, and they won and they got the bickies. So obviously being a Blues supporter, they're going to get up and win. Teddy's going to shine. It's going to be a tough one. And then game two, our other two little lads are going to be back in there and then we'll just rip shreds off them then. Yeah, looking forward to it. But uh, remember last year the worst Queensland team ever won the series. So you can never write them off. And I think this is fuel. Last night I was watching uh, – Matty Johns and I saw Nathan Hindmarsh predict a three nil on the back of the uh, on the back of the Fox, and I always get wary. Go, oh mate, give him more fuel. You know what I mean? Something about him. But look, what a great time. Do feel very sorry for Victor Radley and Angus yes. Crichton not being able to uh, play because they would have been uh, behind Teddy. You know, the first three picked, if you will, uh, four if you include Travoyevich, but he's not a rooster, so we don't really care. But the result, I think, Queensland, well, they're going to go down in the first one. It'll be tight, but I think we're going into a period of dominance. I think um, Coach Freddie Fitler might have learned a few things about replacements and putting aces in places from last year. I think that was mm. one of the things that kind of he got caught with his pants down, particularly when Teddy went off in game three. We didn't have a, we didn't have a back uh, on the bench. So I, I, I imagine that he would have learned a bit about that. He's up against the uh, the wily old fox in Wayne Bennett, but... Uh, I'm with you. I think we'll win game one. I'm uh, looking forward to it as well. I think we're going to be, uh, you know, hosting down at the Clovelly Hotel, Bush. Sure are. And don't forget to get down there. And uh, if you're not going to the game, and you know, or if you prefer not to watch it at home, get down to Clovelly. There'll be a uh, great spot to watch a footy from. Good spot to watch footy. Good food, you know, great beer. And, and Meg's down there does a great job for, uh, you know, the Roosters and South players. So there's a lot of rep players from both sides. Get down there. Enjoy it. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. Want to thank our special guest, Coach Trent Robinson. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. win.